Up and Adam in the morning lives here. Thanks for being up and Adam in the morning. It is the Crush 92.5. Adam Montiel, Alex Villacana in studio, refined distillery. He's a winemaker. He's a spirit. What do you call it? Distiller? Spirit makers? <laughs> I would say distiller, though. I like the kind of spirit maker. Spirit maker. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds kind of ethereal. I know, that. right? Yeah. <laughs> spirit maker. Um, it's so good to have you in here and, and to see your smiling face and to hang out again with you, my man. Yeah. I'm glad you guys are going to be coming to the Mac and Cheese Fest. That's this uh, weekend, uh, this Saturday, uh, vmacandcheesefest.com. Uh, Alex was explaining some of the cocktails that are going to be going down. I love how you kind of like divide it into hours. That's really smart. Yeah, you know, keep it fresh. Kind of, kind of like shaking it up. I mean, and people are going to be coming back to the booth a whole other visit. Exactly, and you know, people are going to be trying different mac and cheese. So why not, why not try yeah. different cocktails? And so, uh, and then I did want to say we are actually in a, the slow distillers booth. So there's actually a, a booth I was just going to say that. distillers. Yeah, so that which was really cool. We've been working with Lynette and uh, of course Monica and. Um, and it's been cool to meet Lynette and, you know, met her through, uh, you guys and of course through like Alola and Steve as she kind of came on board and she's been doing great. And, uh, then I see her all, and now I see her at all the events and stuff, which is cool. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, so we are, we're going to have a, a slow distillers booth. And I haven't even talked to her yet. I need to call her. The booth, it's, it's like a, it's like a 10 by 40 booth. I mean, it's a big booth. Oh, I didn't know it was that yeah, big. It's like you got a whole big booth. <laughs> and then I know you guys got your brand new tent. So we're going to yeah. try and fit that somewhere. So it's going to be really cool. Slow Distillers is going to have a really cool footprint at the Mac and Cheese Fest. And um, with the Slow Distillers and with Lynette and with the idea of all kind of, you know, getting this machine working and uh, working in and of itself, you guys have a Distillers Weekend coming up in August. That's yeah. going to be really, really exciting. Yeah, no, this is it's really exciting. So we started this probably about two years before the whole COVID thing yeah. uh, got going. And it was just a way, you know, just like kind of a, a wine festival weekend, uh, basically get people in town, start doing the trail, kind of kind of get to know some of the different distilleries. You know, we started the Slow Distillers, I got about 10 years ago now, and there were probably about eight of us at the time. That was right after we first got started. And I think we're up to about 14 distillers in the group now, which is, which is pretty cool to think about that uh, yeah. we're starting to get this thing going. And so uh, the the trail weekend is really all about just... Going out, uh, seeing what some of the cool uh, spirits that uh, the different uh, distillers are producing. Uh, meet the distillers. Um, you know, like I'll be in the cellar all weekend, kind of talking about what we're doing with the with the kind of the barrel program, the different spirits that we're producing. We'll have different foods, different uh, events going on at each of the wineries. Um, that and. What you get is, you know, when you sign up for the weekend, and I think tickets go on sale starting July 1st, and um, you can go on slowdistillers.com and actually buy them. I think it's $80 pre-sale if you buy them before. Nice. Uh, but you can get them at the uh, uh, the weekend of uh, for $95, so it's a little bit more expensive, and you can just buy it right at the distillery. And what you get is you get this really cool little copper badge, um, and it's kind of almost like a credit card size, so you can keep it in your wallet. And uh, and it gets you free tasting at every distillery you go to for the full year. So it's not just about the weekend. Stop it! Yeah, and all all year you can go to the distillers, kind of spread it out. And the goal is is each each different distiller has a little kind of metal punch. And so as you go to each distiller, they're going to basically take out their punch and bang and hit it. What and a that, cool and put, idea! They, put their little mark on so your what, little card. What does this badge look like? You have a picture of it in your phone. I'm uh, like, no, I don't. Does it look a, like a little metal credit card? Yeah, it's basically a little metal copper credit card. And uh, and so. Uh, we God, we came up with the idea uh, about four years ago to do this little card, just something people could put uh, even on their keychain or you know, okay. just kind of keep it on. Uh, so it's small, like uh, back in the day, grocery stores would have their little card. A little bit bigger than that. It's okay, literally so it's, the size of a credit card. Okay, so is that size? So it's yeah. the size of a credit card. Yeah. And oh, I love this. Yeah, what a cool idea. So anyway, so it'll be it's kind of a fun way, a little token to take home with you uh, for the weekend and. 
And so we... Uh, I'm going to be treating that little card like gold, like make sure it doesn't get a ding. <laughs> like what if I haven't been to Refined yet and it like dropped my wallet and it goes like ding, ding, ding. You know, I step on it and it's like, oh, no. <laughs> no, no, you have the mark. You can't get right, the free tasting exactly, here. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know us distillers. We're sticklers. We wouldn't even I know, yeah, not at all. <laughs> oh, that's such a good idea. I love this idea. Yeah, so anyway, so it, it should be a lot of fun. So, um, so it, it'll, again, the uh, tickets go on sale uh, July 1st and the weekend is uh, August 12th to August 14th. Well, so. tell me, is that the only weekend you're selling it? Tell me what you're doing at the distilleries to differentiate that from the rest of the year if this card is good for the year. Um, what we're doing that weekend is each distiller is going to be doing, you know, whether it's a food, music, you know, getting, you know, something special going on in the cellar. So it's just going to be special activities at every single distillery. Mm -hmm. um, and so... You know, you can come to the distillery every weekend and we're going to be pouring our spirits. But this one, we're going to try to make that extra effort to make it a really special weekend for everybody. That's really cool. Yeah. Slowdistillers.com. Absolutely. What does it tasting cost these days at a distillery in a high-end Paso Robles? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a bargain. So, you, when, especially when you come to, to Villa Cana and Refined Distillery, you get both a winery and a distillery. Cool. It is a $25 tasting. Uh, awesome. It is refunded with a, a two-bottle purchase. Um, but uh, like I said, you go through four different wines, six different spirits. Um, great educational. We have an incredible staff that kind of walks you through things. Our spirits rotate all the time. Um, you know, currently we have, uh, you know, a rye whiskey, a barrel finished vodka, you know, our gin, our cucumber vodka, uh, our limoncello, which is kind of a classic. Uh, later this summer, we're going to be coming out with... Uh, I don't know if you've tried it, but we have a kumquat vodka. You have, I have. It's incredible. God, it, it's just yeah. off the hook. So it, uh, during COVID, so I actually, good. oh, I found a grower out of San Diego. The kumquats, you know, there's those little tiny fruits. Yeah. Most people just have them as little ornamental plants around their house. Right. So trying to find enough to make a, like a commercial amount was impossible. And just randomly during COVID, somebody showed up in the uh, the tasting room and we were talking about the things we were doing and. You're like, you know, I actually have five acres of kumquats. Oh, my God. I'm like, five like, acres? Kidnap them and like, yes, I need <laughs> so these kumquats. I'm like, okay, so we get about 3,000 pounds of kumquats um, and uh, and basically produce this kumquat vodka. Wow. And it is it is so good. All you need is a little tonic water on, and on a high I know, day, it's it really is, something. Uh, in fact, I think crazy. one of the last events that we did with you, Monica, uh, gifted me a bottle of it. They come in 375s, right? Now it comes in 750. I decided, Stop it. I decided 375 wasn't big enough. So. I know. It's certainly not. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Have you been playing around with any other little flavor profiles or different, you know, experimenting with new things or? You know, it's, it's our whiskey program is really where we're pushing it right now. So, um, we are actually doing three different whiskeys where rye has been our, our kind of our cornerstone for the, uh, for the whiskey program. Um, it's a rye wheat barley mix. I've uh, been doing it now. I think this is our 12th batch that we've actually put out this mm. year. Um, but we're also ramping up our bourbon program. Um, and so we'll be coming out with our third batch of bourbon uh, later this year. Um, and then we're also doing a wheat whiskey, uh, which is a locally grown and sourced um, uh, wheat and barley uh, whiskey. And uh, and then we age it in your traditional American oak whiskey barrels, but then we actually transition it into uh, Paso Robles used wine barrels to kind of finish it up. And so so it's really kind of playing around with the uh, the uh, the whiskeys, and not just not just the the varieties of whiskeys, but uh, on how we're aging them. So um, I know that you've probably been up to the distillery and see we have these little cute little fifteen gallon barrels that we yeah. use, and it basically increases the surface to volume ratio and basically ages the spirits a little bit faster. Um, but the crazy thing is, is a 15-gallon barrel costs the exact same amount as a 53-gallon barrel. Mm. Um, and so you have a lot more upfront costs. Um, and there, you know, it's a lot more kind of labor to work with them. And so we've been transitioning over to these 53-gallon barrels, but they're called U-Stave. And so they have a lot more surface area in them. Um, uh, 53 gallons, so a lot more volume as we've been increasing the volume as well. And, uh, and so uh, playing around with uh, the different barrel sizes. 
Um, and then we're also playing around with different entry proofs, which, you know, as I've been learning more about distilling and, you know, how the alcohol that you put into barrel has a direct effect on kind of some of the flavor profiles you're getting. And so we've been kind of adjusting our entry proof uh, on what we're putting in, in barrels. And actually moving forward, we're going to be moving to a lot more cast strength program where you're going to be basically just we're taking it out of the cask, putting it directly in bottles, not adding any water to adjust the alcohol, just going to get that kind of that pure whiskey that's coming out of the barrel. Yeah. And those, I mean, those make for a pretty uh, forward drink. Those are the pretty they do, but remarkable. It's, it's amazing when you're... A lot so, of notes, though. So we work with Firestone Walker, which, you know, they're, they're the best brewers in the world. And, and so we're starting with incredible base material. And so when you start with a really good beer, you can make a really easy drink and whiskey without yeah. having to do much. You, you said something about a barrel something vodka? Yeah, no. It, so it goes back to the day when we weren't allowed to sell spirits other than grape-based spirits through our tasting room. Right. And so we took our grape-based vodka and threw it into uh, a, a percentage used and percentage new whiskey barrels, and uh, and aged it like you would almost like a bourbon. And um, and it was incredible because you tasted it and it tastes like a bourbon. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was the only way we could sell an aged spirit that tasted like a whiskey through our tasting room because the way the California laws are, they're all wacky. Yeah. And um, and so the laws have changed, and I can actually sell my whiskeys now. But people love it. It's like it, we we you know call it almost like a California grape based whiskey. Yeah. Are you still doing just the grape vodkas? Or are you doing any other vodkas? No, we just do grape based kind of clear spirits. So that it's the grape based vodka, gin, limoncello, cucumber flavored vodka, kumquat vodka, and then the the grape based barrel finished vodka, and then we do the grain uh, whiskeys as well. Well, have you, I'm sure you've thought of it. Should we move to other vodkas too? Add some other ones, like some other people do. But we, we haven't we haven't decided to do that. You know, for me, it really, the reason why we got into the distilling was because it was a sustainability thing about using the resources that we have right here in our county. And and I mean, I have access to incredible grape juice. Yeah, so right. It's like um, I don't I don't think I'm going to start growing potatoes. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, I want to talk to Alex Villacana about some of the work he's doing uh, with the state and going up to Sacramento and doing a lot of good work for. Uh, distillers, not just the ones here, but I mean, really, I'm sure if we start affecting state law and making these laws more friendly to entrepreneurs like uh, Alex and Monica, uh, it would help all sorts of folks who get into this business. So we're going to talk more about that coming up and more. Alex Villacana Refined Distillery, the slow distillers, they're going to be at the Mac and Cheese Fest this Saturday, themacandcheesefest.com. You're up and at them in the morning. Up and at them in the morning. The Crush 92.5. Thanks for being up and at them in the morning. It's the Crush 92.5. My name is Adam Montiel. Alex Villacana in studio. He is from Refined Distillery. Also, uh, a Villacana Winery and Slow Distillers. They're going to be pouring at the Mac and Cheese Fest this weekend, Saturday, June 18th, Avila Beach. Get your tickets at themacandcheesefest.com. Alex broke down earlier. We're doing a cucumber mojito. Cucumber mojito. That sounds then, good. And then uh, honey lavender uh, uh, gimlet. Uh, mm. with our refined gin. What's a gimlet again? A gimlet is just lime juice, uh, simple syrup, and gin. So uh. a really simple, classic cocktail, uh, just really nice and refreshing on a, on a nice hot summer day. And it should be, it really stand up some, some of those richer uh, mac and cheeses that we're going to be getting. I'm really feeling the simple cocktails of late. Uh, even just like, you know, a lot of people associate a daiquiri with like, you know, uh, ice and strawberries. I mean, really, you know, rum, sugar, lime, right? Yeah. Done in the perfect like ratios, I'm not sure there's a better cocktail. Like, I love my Manhattan's everything, but man, a great real daiquiri is oh. so good. Absolutely. If you get a good rum or, you know, with a yes. gimlet, you get a really good gin, right. you know, and I tend to make it a little boozy forward yeah, so, yeah. so you can taste that spirit in the background. Right. You know, why why muddle it up with too many different uh, no. uh, mixers? So. 
Yeah. Yeah. Now, how many days away is that? Is that just four days away? Yeah. Holy cow. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, four days away. I can't even believe that. <laughs> I know. I can't believe like that. You know, it's weird because this year, coming out of, uh, you know, everything, it was like, do, you know, behind the scenes, we're like, oh, do we do mac and cheese fest? We want to. But it's like, do the chefs want to? Do, do people like you want to? Yeah. Let's, you know, Adam, go put your finger to the pulse and see what's what people are saying to you. Yeah. So I did, and we were thinking, oh, we may do it now in June when we normally do. Or maybe we put it in, back in the fall, you know, when it's hot again, like in September. And um, there was a lot of enthusiasm to get out there. Yeah. You know, so it was really cool. And I think we we're like in literally February or March. And we're like, yeah, we're doing it in June. It's like, whoa, okay, that's cool. <laughs> Let's go. And woo. You know? Let's get back up to speed here. Ah. I, I think people are so ready to get out and do stuff. Uh, yeah. It, it, you know, it, it, it's I'm ready for it. So I'm ready to get mm-hmm. out there. And, and I can't wait for the mac and cheese, too. I mean, I just I I remember how good those were. So. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we got about over two dozen chefs, caterers, resorts. Yeah, it's going to be good. And I got some, uh, some ones, some newcomers too, like Amy and Jamie's place. They have okay. this, like, pesto, this light pesto mac and cheese that they served up at an event I was hosting at Hearst Castle of that Twilight on the Terrace. That, everybody was, like, yeah. raving about that. I'm excited to see what, like, Jeffrey Jeffrey and, uh, Greg Wongard, people who have won this a few <laughs> times, what they're going to be bringing. Yeah. I mean, it's been a couple years off. Say, how, how do I get uh, to be a judge in this thing? I mean, I, I, yeah, well, that's another thing you bring up because before <laughs> Jeremy and I, we did Corkdorks judge, yeah. and, and it was great. And then they took that away for some reason, and I've always protested that. But look, you know, the powers that be, I gotta respect and defer. But um, I've had chefs, I had over half a dozen chefs this time around. Now that we're back, hey, we want to do a judges thing too. Like yeah. we love the people's choice, but we want. So if we bring judges back, and I am lobbying for it, <laughs> talking about you? lobbying, I'm, and I will lobby to bring you on next year as a judge. Yeah, I, I'm there. Count me in. Um, for sure. <laughs> so speaking of lobbying, you are um, really have taken on a lot of uh, responsibility in speaking for the distillers, not just of the area, but of the state, and telling the folks of Sacramento, hey, there are a lot of laws that are around on the books here that they really suck for us and we need to figure some of this out yeah no it's really crazy i didn't know what i was getting into when i actually stepped up and uh, started a distillery uh these laws are based around uh, old prohibition era laws and uh you know when we first got started we couldn't even sell you know our vodkas and our whiskeys directly through our tasting room we could only sell grape-based spirits uh, because there was a weird loophole that we assume it was ernest and julio gallo that got through saying if, if you were a winery and producing grape-based spirits you could sell them but if i wanted to produce a, a rye whiskey couldn't sell it. Had to mm. use a wholesaler to sell it to a, a retail outlet to sell right. it to the customer. So thankfully that law has changed. Um, but the really crazy thing is, you know, we can't ship our spirits. Um, so uh, pe- people can come into town, you know, flying from San Diego, uh, buy a bunch of wine, buy a bunch of spirits, and don't want to carry it on the plane and, you know, ask us to ship it home. And I'm like, I have to tell them, I'm like, I can ship your wine, but I can't ship your spirits. Oh. And, and they just don't understand it. I mean, trust me, I don't understand it. Um, but it's just uh, spirits aren't allowed to be shipped yet. Um, so they have to be actually taken uh, in person. And um, and so thankfully during COVID, uh, you know, Governor Newsom, uh, under his emergency order, allowed the ABC to kind of relax those rules and gave us all a lifeline that kept a lot of our doors open. A lot For of the, sure. Oh, my gosh. A lot of the distillers probably would have had to close their doors if they didn't have access to the container. And to go cocktails, baby. I went to go cocktails, which <laughs> that's going through as well, I think. Yeah, so I think mean, that's still th- happening. Yeah, they're going to make that permanent, I think. I oh, think that one's God. actually fast-tracking. I don't Good. think that one's having any problem yeah, at all. My lobbyist has been working hard on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Mine, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so anyway, so uh, we actually knew that this was a temporary thing when the governor actually put this in place. And so almost two years ago, a group of us got together and, and started pushing to uh, get permanent legislation in place. 
And so originally it was actually a broad coalition between uh, the national uh, large distillers, uh, ourselves, and, uh, and the brewers here in the, air, uh, in, in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And um, just to basically try to get the laws in California um, uh, updated so that we could actually ship. And uh, we actually got um, uh, a bill, uh, SB 620, uh, moving through the, the Senate, actually sponsored by um, uh, Ben Allen and uh, Senator Bill Dodd. Um, and, uh, and thankfully, they're, they're doing this because it's a huge thing for small business. And they got it all the way uh, through the Senate, um, but we had to make some changes. And so they wanted it, uh, a lot of the senators wanted it more focused on small business. And, um, and so unfortunately, some of the bigger distillers are getting cut out of this bill, but uh, this bill is going to benefit about 98% of the distillers in the U.S. Uh, and so we actually are starting uh, next week. We have our first assembly hearing um, and uh, our local assemblyman, um, uh, Jordan Cunningham, a big supporter of the bill as well. And, and so we, we give kudos to those uh, the senators and assembly people that are supporting it. And so we're hoping to get it through this, uh, the assembly uh, before uh, September, and, and then we can start shipping spirits again. Help me understand, who, who is against this? You know, it's, it's interesting. So, what kind um, of nefarious, evil, human, yeah, demonic I being? <laughs> it's, uh, I, I, you know, I think what it is is uh, they, uh, some of the bigger distillers, you know, I, there's this kind of weird concern that they may lose a little bit of market share, but it's crazy. Okay, they, big distillers, let's define it. We're talking about the people who look like Jack Daniels. Yeah, the big Jack Daniels. The, the huge ones. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, and so it's crazy. And, you know, doing all this research and doing all this uh, work on this bill, to find out that there's about 30 distillers that produce 60% of all the spirits in the U.S. Wow. So they control, you know, every store yeah. shelf, every back bar, all that. Well, stuff. here's the thing. Why would Jack Daniels, or let's say whoever owns or whatever, let's just say Jack Daniels because they're popular they're big yeah. it's like why would they need to ship to people all over i i i am surrounded by 11 places right here if yeah. i want to go buy jack daniels i could just go do it yeah and I, and I could even shop it around like i go oh let's say cvs has got a sale it's it's 18.99 right now yeah or um, vons may have it on sale or i can go to you know third base in grover beach and get on sale what there's no there's not a need for these people to ship it like there is a need for you because I can't get refined in every state yeah. in every metro area and, and that's exactly it I mean it's you know and for me I I just we just draw the parallels to wine and we see what happened with wine yeah wine got the right to ship back in 1986 so over 30 years ago mm -hmm. and you know there were 700 wineries back in 90, 1986 now there's over like 4,000 mm. and the revenue went from like five billion to like 40 billion wow and so you know I think it's just kind of this almost like the fear of the unknown. They're scared that they're going to lose something where I think if we can get this through, it's only going to grow the market for everybody. Yeah. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, so they're, they're opposed and, you know, surprisingly, actually, um, you know, like our wine Institute, they're, they're concerned about the precedent. Some of the, the rules that are going to be in this bill set, which, you know, for me, the real precedent is, you know, we should be able to ship things. I mean, this is the, you know, 2022, yeah. the, you know, we get everything via the internet. Anymore. Yeah, exactly. And so, and so why can't this is America? We, yeah, and and so the real precedent should be, you know, we, that we can ship spirits just like we ship wine, just like we ship beer, just like we ship everything. We yeah, ship hello. Online. So yeah. So anyway, so I, you know, we have a pretty good shot of getting this through. I uh, hope it's, so. It's a lot of work, and uh, we'll just keep our fingers crossed. Let me know and, what I need and, to do. And, who and, I need to talk to? Oh, that would be great. So if you actually uh, go on our website, we actually do have a you know a, a little a tab where you can actually click through and. Um, and show how you can actually support SB six twenty. Oh, how we can support it? Uh, absolutely, okay. help craft distillers, and um, and so uh, uh, any letter you could send in, phone call you could make, that would be great. I'll do that. Yeah, awesome. very good. Okay, wonderful. Well, I mean, that's got to be. Did you even have any idea what you'd be getting into with this? No, it's uh, it's taken on a life of its own. It's uh, you know, is it boring? 
No, it's actually it's interesting to see how the process actually all works. So hard um, for you? You find that you're pretty good at it? Um, I don't know because if I'm you're good. so good with people. Well, I don't know if I'm good at it. Um, you know, because I think I'm just very upfront. I mean, I kind of say what I yeah, mean. You look people <laughs> in the eye. You have a great smile. Yeah. You're very friendly, and you're very like passionate. And just like I be, I, you just believe like this is just a business owner who's got yeah. a point. You know, like I I think you're a great uh, arm for this whole. Like a great mouthpiece too for this whole idea. So I think they're lucky to have you doing it. Well, thank you. And I think probably, the, I mean, the the whole for me is I tend to say what I mean, and I. But there's a lot of stuff that happens behind closed doors that you know I don't under, don't understand. Sure. And that that's a little bit frustrating for me. But you know, it's the the to see that you know you get the senators that understand that and to be on the phone with a lot of these guys. Uh, they actually understand the need for it, and um, and so I've been really actually heartened by that whole thing. Yeah, this it's, it's a hard system to get through, but uh, at least it seems like they're actually working working in our behalf. Listen, if I'm trying to get these people, these um, whatever they are, assemblymen, senators, state uh, elected officials, to do something about my product, I'm sharing my product with them. <laughs> I mean, and we know that people in Congress or whatever they drink. Oh they, yeah. So I mean, have they have like, hey, I would send like. Three, four cases to my lobbyist and be like, hey, go to Sacramento, let's bring a bottle of my kumquat vodka to every one of these beasts and let's get it on. Oh, yeah. No, uh, I know when I was actually, I was actually on the board of the wine industry. <laughs> they did the little lobbying party where they had actually have all the uh, the legislators come and uh, oh pour God. the wine and food. And it was a good old time. So, no, for sure. There's a lot of that. And, yeah. and uh, you know, it's funny. So, one of the, you know, shipping is really difficult for spirits. Right. But one of the few places we can ship. Don't even tell me DC. Oh, it is DC. Is that right? <laughs> of course. <laughs> they, they like their spirits. Yeah, they certainly do. <laughs> Unbelievable, these guys and gals over there. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully you guys see some quick return on these efforts. Yeah. And what are we hoping, like, in the next couple months? Because literally, as of late March, you are not allowed to ship direct anymore. Yeah, so unfortunately, uh, March 31st, the, uh, the uh, emergency order expired, so we're not allowed to ship our spirits currently. Um, we're hoping we have an assembly hearing next week. If we get through that... Um, we'll have another hearing in August through the Appropriations Committee and then hopefully the whole floor of the Assembly. And if we get past that, then um, we uh, hopefully make it to the governor's desk and get signed and the law becomes uh, law of the land uh, January 1st. Is there any word on where uh, the governor is on something like this? Not yet, uh, but he because he does have a winery, he understands how important uh, shipping is. I mean, uh, I, I would assume that the reason why he gave us that emergency order is he knew it was a lifeline to businesses. Yeah. And, uh, and he did give us an extension when we asked him for it for the first time. Mm -hmm. um, but with COVID winding down, he just didn't think it was appropriate to keep extending it. Of um, course, he thought it was appropriate to keep his state of emergency. Because <laughs> we're two years out of COVID <laughs> since it began, and we're still in a state of emergency. So he seems to like his hands on that one, but yeah. not on this one. Okay. Well, yeah, and if, if he's listening, we would love him to ha put that uh, the yeah. uh, the emergency order back there in place for, uh, for just those spirits. <laughs> it would really help our revenue, trust me. Yeah. So. It, uh, oh, it's definitely, uh, it, we've had to tighten the belt a little bit. So, Well, it was actually kind of cool during that crazy weird time we were all experiencing to see some of our brothers and sisters who, you know, make boutique and small hands-on products do okay and yeah. do well. And like you said, some of these places might not have even stayed open if not for some of these, you know, um, release of restrictions. So I'm just wishing you the best of luck on those things, man. Well, I appreciate it. No, uh, we appreciate yeah. all your support you can give us. Yeah, well, Slow Distillers uh, is a slowdistillers.com. 
Yep, slowdistillers.com. You can look at all of the members, and then you can check out this Slow Distillers uh, Trail Weekend that they're doing yep. uh, August 12th through 14th. It's Friday through Sunday. And what they're going to be doing there, and we love this idea of this like metal card that you can take along with you. And then each of the distillers will have like a punch at it, and they'll punch away once you use it. Now, that distillers weekend, yeah, it's Friday through Sunday, but that card is good for a whole year to get free tasting. So it's going to pay for itself um, maybe a couple times over at least. So really, really cool. And then just check out what these slow distillers are doing. I've always said this, like, and I've said this on my the wine podcast too, is that... um we're like really leading the way nationally in, in what is happening and it's exciting in yeah. craft distilling. Yeah, you know, so California has close to 200 craft distillers. So about 10% of the, the craft distillers across the nation are right here in California. So we have the most distillers in a state in, uh, in California, which you would think, okay, Kentucky or Tennessee or something like that. But no, it's California. California is leading the way. Yeah, but I even think more that we're doing something even more exciting than even the other places in California. Like, because we're in this world-class wine yeah. area, I mean, and then you see things like Tin City. Oh, yeah. And then, I mean, just the story of Refined. I mean, you guys were the first one that pulled the trigger on this and really taking this product that, by all accounts, was getting wasted yep. and using it to make a high-end spirit. I mean, it's so cool. Yeah, no, and I, I, like, like you said, uh, Paso has that, you know, that 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 incredible resource of the grapes. And yeah. and so for us, it, we do actually have, you know, that that something that no other place right. in the country has. Um, and we can produce some really world-class spirits uh, just from what we grow here. And yeah. uh, and so it's it's unique. And, um, you know, we also have trained winemakers that are basically now converting over in distillers, trained brewers that are converting over in distillers. And so you have this incredible background of knowledge that's now pushing spirits to that next level. Yeah, check out slowdistillers.com and also check out their big-ass booth. Tell them that we got you a big-ass booth. <laughs> a big-ass booth. Yeah, <laughs> at the uh, Mac and Cheese Fest. So in addition to some great wines and some great beers and, I mean, shoot, ciders, kombuchas, all the stuff you're going to be able to taste at the Mac and Cheese Fest, there will be a ton of folks there. Um, can't even name them off the top of my head, but I know uh, my boy Patrick's going to be there from Tin City Distillery, Wine Shine, of course. Of course, Refined, um, Willow Creek. I mean, there's a handful of them. So uh, Beth also, if I didn't say your name, there's going to be a bunch. But Slow Distillers in the house. Check them out, slowdistillers.com. And then refineddistillery.com. Yep. All right, got give, it. Give a big hug to Monica for me. Have a great day. I definitely will. And thanks for having me in here. It's great to get back in here. Dude, so cool to see you, Alex. Thanks for being up and Adam in the morning, man. Hey, you got it. Up and Adam in the morning. With Adam Montiel. Weekday mornings, 6 to 10 a.m. The Crush 92.5. The perfect blend.